We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, Mavs fans. This is Kirk Henderson, and you are joining me for the first episode in a very, 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 very long time of Group Therapy Live. For those of you who are new to this show or maybe haven't seen it before, I'm about to post a link in the YouTube comments there that I want you to consider clicking on, and I want you to consider um, basically coming and hanging out with me, talking about the game with me, talking about the Mavericks in general with me, telling me where you think uh, I'm dead wrong or what you liked or disliked about that game. I try to do these, uh, particularly in past seasons, I try to do these fairly frequently, but this year, just due to having a new baby and life, uh, just haven't gotten around to it as much as I would like. So please go ahead and click that and consider coming and hanging out with me for a little while because, you know, I, I, I sensed a, a lot of people that wanted to to come talk. I was asked for this stream. Uh, and, and I really want to really want to just in, 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 kind of work out our feelings uh, to a degree. All right. So coming up first, um, I got my man, Sam. I've not seen Sam in quite some time. Really excited to talk with him. Sam, how are you doing, buddy? Kirk, long time. No talk. How you been, man? I, you know, I've, I've uh, t- generally great. Since this you know, tonight, no. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, like I, I, I've been listening. I've been watching. You know, obviously the Mavs is it's up and down, up and down. But something about this game was just pathetic. I mean, well, three game losing streak. True. You lose the Lakers on the road. You know that's that can happen. The Lakers are a decent team. Um, then you have five days off. You lose to the Celtics. The Celtics are a great team, so it's yeah, no losing in that, but. They came off a back-to-back. You got to have a little better effort than that. And then today, you're playing against your rivals. It's rivalry week, quote-unquote. But hmm. 48-32, and then you get outscored, like, what, 68-27? Yeah. 
you just, you just, all you can do is laugh. And I kind of related to the Cowboys because what Luca did with the whole yelling at the fan, you know, he said he didn't want to get him ejected or whatever, but at the end of the day, he got ejected. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like, bro, you're the, you're the one guy that talks more than any other player in the league. Like you talk just as much as any other player in the league. And when you're going good, you're good. But then when it starts to go bad and somebody says, get on a treadmill, it's a problem. Like, at, at some point, my guy, like, come on, dog. Like, what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. either, like look, at, look at guys like Embiid. Look at guys like Jokic. Look at guys like SGA. Look at guys like Tatum. You know, I'm not even saying that, you know, obviously Jokic got MVPs and B got MVPs. Uh, Tatum's been to the finals. SGA is one of the best players in the league right now. Mm-hmm. But you, you, never, you never see, like, their level go up and down. Even Jokic, he complains, but he has a calmness about him that Luka just, for some reason, doesn't have still. And he's been in the league, what, six years now? This is his sixth year. Yeah. And I, at, at some point, I get it. You may not have the talent of some of those other teams, but, like, dog, at some point, like, I, I don't want to blame Luka because Ken has a lot of blame, too. Like, you just can't have your hands in your pockets. You just can't sit there and just look like – I mean, <laughs> the problem is he said it. He's just watching like the rest of us. So whenever you see stuff like that, you're like, dog, what are you doing? Literally, what are you doing? The the challenge with the with the Luca discourse is you have to, and this is why we have conversations. This is why we're not on Twitter. This is why we're not on Reddit. <clears throat> this is why I'm not texting with friends. This is why we're talking. The problem with the the Luca conversation is that it very quickly lacks any sort of nuance. I think it is completely fair to say that he deserves a ton of criticism for his behavior and what he takes away from this team when he is off his rocker. He is a leader. He is, or he is supposed to be the leader. We can expect more from him. That said, I also understand it. I do. I get why he's this mad at certain things. I like today was a little much, but like talking from the big picture, I get it. But you as a superstar simply cannot lose the thread like he like he did tonight. And there's going to be a lot of discourse back and forth about it within the Mavericks fan base over the next few days. And I loathe that. I do. Because it shouldn't be what we're talking about at all. But it is. And that's just the way sports media consumption works. Fans, particularly fans of other teams, want to see drama. And if you give them drama, that's what you're going to talk about. And even like, I defend Luke because, I mean, obviously he's my favorite player right now. So I'm going to defend him to the ends of the earth. You got to be real about stuff, though, because I see some Luka fans, like, I'll go on other streams, and I'm like, bro, don't be blind, dog. Like, you can love Luka. You can back him. He can do no wrong. That's fine. But, like. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. It's boring to me. When he's wrong, he's wrong. It just, <laughs> it's, it is. And um, I'll just say one more thing before I get off the whole kid. I didn't want him to be hiding, but he's here. So you know, it, it is what it is at this point. I really don't think but he's going anywhere. To be honest, either. like he's been here. This no, he's he's not. He's not. This is his third year here, and besides, like one great stretch in the second half of the first year, he's really been shit. If you really want to look at it, it's if it's if it's not coaching decisions, it's, it's personnel decisions. It's taking guys off the floor. It's not calling timeouts. And then, like you said, I think you said it earlier, you know, the fact that he banged all his timeouts in the second half. It's like, hey, look, I took timeouts. It's like, dog, come on, man. It's, that's, that's, it's performative. 
It's performative. It's like people who get on Twitter and retweet the thing and be like, I disagree with the bad thing in the world. Give me my brownie points. Shut up. Act. Don't talk. Right. Exactly. So it's it's like it is like Mike McCarthy. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't want. (laughs) But like at at some point. I want to think like this is me being hella optimistic. I want to think this type of game will be like, okay, we got to do something. And I'm not even saying fire kid because I don't think they're going to do it either. But, like, something has to change. Give like, me a players-only meeting. Give me give me something. Something, anything. Let's just say, hey, we got to get together. Like, this is like, unacceptable. Something. I need to Here. hear some bro. We had a meeting. We all talked. We all, you know, we hashed it out. This is what we're going to do. And I think they play against the Hawks up next, I think, I, I believe. Um, and Trey Young is playing. I'm not saying the Hawks are like, a horrible team, but they're definitely not great. If we don't go out, and in my opinion, I'm not gonna lie, we should stop them. We gotta stop them. If we don't stop them, I, I don't even know what to do at that point, to be honest, because it's just like this team is we're literally on the same track as last year, and it's it's gonna piss me off. Today. Now we're a little so, ahead. We got we got room, but the problem is the, the schedule is pretty brutal coming up. Here's night. Here I'm gonna yeah. pitch you this idea, Sam, and then I'm gonna let you go. How about as a unifying factor? As a unifying factor for us. Mavs for the Mavs fans who really conceptually don't like media, which is fine. Uh, I don't expect you to like media, uh, but like the Mavericks fans. What if the Mavericks rallied around hating Tim McMahon? What if that was their rallying cry, being like, fuck this guy. We're going to go score a bunch of points and play. I don't care what you rally around. Do something. That's my point. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem. Like, personally, I don't I don't get the hate with Tim McMahon. He's just doing his job, so it's whatever. That's but- fine. But it's just like, if, if that's how you feel, that's how y'all feel, cool. If that gets y'all to play harder, you get y'all to prove a point, by all means, fuck Tim McMahon. Cool. <laughs> well, go ahead. I, I don't have a problem with the man. He's doing his job. If he hears something and he reports it, that's what he's supposed to he do. He can take it, too. I like. I wouldn't say I'm friends with Tim. I know Tim. Tim's fine. He, yeah. he, you know, he, he's fine with taking the shit. He's got a job. It's his job. And- we, we need more guys like that to be honest. It's like, dog, I can't, you can't get fed bullshit 24 7. Like, no, it's so great because I remember like there was all this stuff back when Dante Ellis was super pissed at Parsons' contract, right? We're talking like way back in the day. And he was writing about that. Like, that was a thing. And fans were like, that's not true. You're just stirring locker room nonsense, blah, blah. And like, it was absolutely 1000% true because the NBA is a complicated league, it's an emotional league. Money matters. Things happen. That's where it's just like, hey, if things go sideways, you know, uh, rally around whatever you need to. Like, look, I don't care. Just, just make it happen and win some ball games. Right. Because, I mean, at, at this point, like, I've kind of reserved our, our place in the plan if we're lucky. Yeah. And who knows what could happen? Because if if they somehow miss the playoffs two years in a row with Luca and not even full prime yet. Ooh, they're not going to miss. No, they're not going to miss the playoffs. Like, like this is where, anyway. Okay. I'm a, I got to go on to Brian who I, I, Brian has been itching to cook with grease for like five days. Um, my, he is, he is my internet friend and we talk in DMS. Um, though I, I would like to say Brian's my actual friend since I see him in face as all of you are my actual friends. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with us, buddy. Hi, you have a good night, Kurt. Sam, I hope you come back. Sam is a legend coming back from the the old school days when I was doing this on Spotify Live and really all the way back to Locker Room. All right, coming up next is Brian. But if you are, are confused as to how these guys are talking, there is a link in the chat. I bring every single person up here so long as you aren't too mean to me. 
Um, you can even be mean to me. I don't care. Like I, I'm, I've been married for 20 years. My wife is mean to me. We're fine. All right. Coming up next, Brian, what's up? Hello. Hello. Uh, well, first two quick corrections, right? Mm. One, I would call us French. Yes. I, think so. I would call us internet friends at the very least. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to hang uh, out at some point IRL because I, I like meeting people. Oh yeah. We definitely got to get beers and yell about this team. Uh, secondly, uh, not to upstage the big bro, Sam, shout out to him coming back and being on the show. Appreciate getting to hear his voice. Mm. Uh, the Lakers are not Lodious. a decent team. They're not? Oh, yeah. The Lakers are not a decent team. That is a bad team, and more than being a bad team, that is one of the worst offenses in the league, and we let them score 125 points on us. 125. Okay, but, like, you know, the I don't know if you – I compared um, D'Angelo Russell – to that car that Homer designs in the Simpsons uh, where it like that's D'Angelo Russell to me, where it's like Lakers fans are going to be like, come see D'Angelo. Don't Russell. you want look this? How, look how good this? he did against the Cause he's on, he's on a tear. Like I, Russell is not my kind of player, but <sighs> yeah, I know. What you mean. I know you're, you're right. You're right. But I just, I have too much like, like LeBron and AD are going to make the all-star team. Uh, and, and so it's like, at some point, like are the Lakers a good, bad team or a bad, good team. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel what you're saying though. I'm wondering which one the Dallas Mavericks are at this point. Uh, whew, buddy. This was I, – I feel like I've said this was the worst loss of the season like seven times already. I'm so sick of this. I hate everyone. I hate this team. I hate this coach. I hate our star. I hate the GM. I hate – Cuban's not even the governor. He's making money angels in the Allison's front yard. He doesn't care about any of this. I think he cares a lot. I'm very critical of him, but there's only like as a as a guy who's been around this long, there's only so many reactive things that you can do. And I've I've defended kid to a degree on here, but like I they're they're just running out of bullets pretty quickly, which is why these, you know, they lost to to Boston by nine. They lost to the Suns by double digits. I'm pretty sure every single one of their losses, but two has been by double digits. They've been getting their ass kicked. If our last four losses have been complete blowouts, uncompetitive. Mm. The Boston game was completely uncompetitive, even if the score doesn't reflect it. They had that game well in hand all game long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It didn't matter that we tried to put a little uh, fight back up. It didn't matter the kid tried to go to Maxie at the five and a little five-out lineup because he can't be a stretch five, can't be a stretch shoot, uh, uh, a stretch shooter, right? A stretch five, a stretch big. If you have the stretchability of, like, a stone golem, if you (laughs) won't shoot, you're not a stretch five. You're not even a stretch four. If you won't play the dude that's clearly a four but won't shoot next to the big center, right, that can help you and they can be, like, long and switchable together against a team that is, like, banking you in the mid-range and getting to the rim whenever they want. I'm I'm on about a pass game, but this one was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for a multitude of reasons. I'm really mad that that first quarter Josh effort got wasted. Because he was playing so well. You know, it's. I'm glad you brought that up. I've been so damn negative. Josh Green played a great game. Josh Green game, awesome, brother. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm legitimately mad for him Sure. that this is what they did in his and, – and, like, this this was going to be – if they had gone on to keep playing for, hell, even three more quarters, they could have gave up the ghost uh, with nine minutes left in the fourth and still would have won the game if they were playing how they did in the first quarter. And he was a very large part of it on both ends. And that would have capped off like a run of four straight really good games by Josh Sanders, but still four straight really good games uh, where we could have 
legitimately, and I, and I still do. Like my faith in him has been restored a bit, just as someone who can hit open shots and defend when he's locked in and isn't being screened to death. Uh, but we need, I know, I know, we, we still got to put caveats on that because he can't read the screen to save his life, but it's fine. Um, or navigate rather. But yeah, we need that PJ Washington trade to come because we need Derrick Jones Jr. to get moved back to the bench. It, it's not even really his fault, man. He's played above his head so long this season. It's it's unreasonable to expect him to keep doing it. I'm not even going to be mad at him for how poorly he played tonight. And he played like shit. Make no mistake about it. He stunk. But I love him because he really gave us a spark and uplifted us for the first half of the season when we needed it. And quite frankly, when we didn't expect or deserve it because he was the last player signed to this team. Other than maybe like uh, that Morris brother who, who completely fucking stinks and nobody cares about uh, which, by the way, I think they missed the deadline to waive him with no penalty. So, huh? If we want to get rid of him, we got to trade him and let him expire. So, yeah, that's fine. So, yeah. all that Dante came back, looked fine in his minutes uh, to start. He and Josh Green were flying around on defense. Lively started the game well, peed it off. But again, I'm not I'm not hanging this on the head of like a 19 year old rookie who was doing his job, and then the star let the game get blown out of proportion because he lost his head, and then uh, the vet with like playoff experience that we brought in uh made two get shot and then he lost his head twice and a half and got himself kicked out and then we got we we, we got jason kidd hiding his deadpool tiny hands in his pockets the entire fucking Did game he say insane because i've not gotten to his quotes quotes kid I, I don't I don't even want to look. I'm already like trying to ignore this Tim McMahon situation because they're not about to make this night about him. I know what I watched, and that shit didn't have anything to do with Tim McMahon or Luca getting a fan kicked out. Like they can talk about that. If the game they was want. done they by that. that. Wait, yeah, they can make that the narrative. Matter of fact, Mike Pellucci had an amazing tweet after that. Uh, he was like, "The fact that Luca is even concerned with that while his team is getting their head kicked in at that point in the third is the problem. Mm. The fact that that was even where his head was." While his team was screaming so, bloody murder on the court. I've not seen the I've not seen the thing, but let's let's do let's let's just give him the big time benefit of the doubt and say, all right, he didn't he he talked to somebody. You agree? I think you agree with my point, having been to Mavs games, that the whole role of those security guards is to overreact. Yeah, like well, that's the thing. You can't tell a security guard sick him and then expect them not to go sick him. That that's happened. What they do. That happened against the Suns with Chris Paul. Where Chris Paul lost his mind, and they had like a fourteen-year-old boy ejected for tapping. Granted, don't touch other people. Really simple rule. But they had like a fourteen-year-old boy ejected for touching Chris Paul's mom. Like their job is to not fuck around because you don't want to find out. So it's like I get, you know, I get the back and forth. But it's just like if if that's where you are, if that's the narrative, it moves away from the fact that by that point the Mavericks had surrendered a sixteen-point lead and were down by twenty-eight. At one point, do that math for me because I'm very, very stupid. Is that a 44 point swing? It might be. <laughs> I think at one point they said 44 point swing. Dallas? From the second to like the end of the third, I think they said it was something like a 65 to 23 run, something crazy like that. It was, it was the most insane thing I think I've seen. And I watched this team get blown off the court by the Pelican C team. Uh, it, it was, it that was. Sucks. I hated that game. It, and, and guess what? And guess what? 
we got another game against the Kings on the second night of a back-to-back coming. So they about to whoop that ass again. I don't know, man. The Kings, the Kings strike me as another team where it's like they're they're like all out of ideas and they've tried nothing. I, I think they finally have righted the ship a little bit, but there's gonna be a bunch of uh what is happening here moments coming. Kirk, you know what the you know what the next bright idea is? What? Play the Dallas Mavericks on the second night of a back-to-back and run those motherfuckers into the ground. Because if you do it, they will not. They will not. They will not fight back. What, what, what are they going to do? Turn to their coach for like some help, an adjustment, a timeout? It's Hell really, no. It's a really good sucks, man. <laughs> this team is so bad to watch. Not only it, it's not even just that like they have the built-in excuses with the injuries, mm-hmm. and I'm I, we we can't lean on that no more. I'm sorry if Kyrie just met a made a wet graham crackers. Hell, he made I, a wet I, graham crackers. I got into it today with a couple of Porzingis fans, and I just got to say this again because we're an hour in on a podcast where hopefully no 17 year old kid is going to screen cap me on this and and you know try <laughs> to dox me or whatnot. Yeah, but it's like I Kyrie is very important to how this team functions, mm-hmm. and. I had I I to today I had someone tell me that Kyrie Irving is in his prime. A six foot one, 175 pound, 13 year NBA vet. I just am thrilled when he's on the floor. Okay. He is that special sauce. But they also need him. So it's like when when I had a bunch of people tell me, oh yeah, he's gonna play 75 games next year. I'm just like, I need that hopium. I want him to. That's not a question, but it's just like this is where Dante Axum hopefully comes back to form a little bit and we can work our way through this because mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. need Kyrie. Kyrie is real bad against Boston. Got covered up. Real bad. Luka. Luka was so much worse on offense. Kyrie's defense against Boston wasn't even a factor, but it's just like, they need these two to hum. They can. And so it's like, I'm, I'm, I, I don't like any sort of negative narrative about the two of them because it, it completely destroys the fact that we've actually seen it work. It does work. There's no nope. tweeted about it earlier. It does work, but there was a great story on ESPN about this from, from Ramona. I think it was Ramona of all people, Ramona Shelburne that like yeah. gets into him. It's like, Oh, it was a lengthy Kyrie talks about how he likes playing Luca. I mean, and Kyrie is a verbose quote, you know, and, which makes me sometimes, I don't know whether to believe him or not, but that's neither here nor there. He's, he's willing to talk. And like, I just, I read that story and I was like, yeah, uh, go seek it out if you haven't seen it. Um, it'll make you feel a lot better about the Kyrie Luca partnership if you have any questions, which I don't. I just I think it can work. So it's, it's I don't have any questions. It's can they stay on the court? It's yes. like the, 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 the haters are going to win. I feel like I tweeted this earlier. Uh, I'm afraid the haters are going to win because it don't matter if it can work if we can't get them to play six consecutive games together together with Dante Axum, which I think with, is a and really with Derek Lively with like an actual NBA yeah, yeah, yeah. if we can't yeah. have that yeah. then. This is fucked, and that just is what it is. And when you get a bunch of games like that, that, you know, stack up and stack up and stack up and add up and add up and add up, and all these built-in excuses and all these, oh, well, let's get healthy, oh, well, let's get healthy, oh, well, let's get so-and-so back, oh, we're missing this role player, oh, we're missing this key role player. Okay, you get damn near everybody back. Kyrie sprains his thumb or whatever, uh, knock on wood, hopefully it's not too bad, uh, and he has to miss the game. Okay, fine. The dude that we inject into the starting lineup because he's been playing well off the bench finally does the thing where he comes in and plays the way that got him into the starting lineup in the yeah. starting lineup, and the whole team around him shits the bed. I don't give a fuck about who's hurt. <laughs> I don't care about who's healthy because we get healthy and we play a halfway decent team. We punch them in the mouth and they punch us back and we fucking fold. And yeah, like it's, it's just the point where it's just hard to watch. 
Right. I like I had to ban a Suns fan. Right. That was that was crazy. And and I was more mad at like dude because he was spamming the chat, but he wasn't funny. I'm like, bro, you gotta be funny if you're gonna be doing this. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Oh man. All right, man. I will talk with you soon. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. Let's see here. Coming up next, we're going to go to Henry, uh, Team Captain Kyrie, who's been joining us uh, past the second show in a row. I think I've done one of these. Mr. Yes. Captain Kyrie, but I'm going to call you Henry because we tweeted today. How you doing? I'm doing today, Ari. I'm Ari Ball, so I'm not on the computer. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, your audio is fantastic. So we're going to, just so everybody knows, um, of those who are waiting, we're going to go uh, uh, Tyron after this and then Matt, along with anybody else who wants to talk. So, so tell me what you're thinking today. First off, fuck kid that bald Halloween candy, fucking Skittle. Imp- Bro, I hate this guy. I- I'm changing my thing, man. This is what you're going to see repeatedly on Twitter now. I'm just keeping this here as a permanent fixer, uh, fixation here. But, I mean, to address the last point for the for the guy that just went where he said we, got pu- they, we, we punched him and then they punched us back into the mouth. I feel like that is a remnant of the coach. Didn't you tweet that you wanted to see kid? get ejected just to show he had like some passion or was that someone else for some odd reason your audio is just left out i'm a, I'm a dummy i okay. i muted myself because i was hacking okay. um my my i did tweet that you're correct and my thought was and and you know maybe it's stupid of me thinking about this about sports teams like a like a like a business because all of us have jobs and stuff like this. But it's like sometimes you just want your boss to go to bat for you, right? And that's the and he didn't, and I'm disappointed in him. And and then, again, everyone who's who's been in a competitive environment or plays sports knows that leadership starts at the top and then trickles down. So it's I don't. I wasn't a Mav fan during the Rick Carlisle era, but obviously Rick Carlisle is one of the most amazing coaches uh, in the NBA. And some of the things that I've seen is it is Luca didn't like Carlisle because he held him accountable, actually ran plays, had good timeout management. I can't speak to that because I wasn't around to watch it, but mm-hmm. that's just what I'm basing it off of. So if Luca didn't like the coach because he held him accountable, ran actual sets, plays, and had good timeout management, you didn't insert Jason Kidd, who does whatever the fuck you want to, even if we get another choke coach, and begin, I, I want kid gone by eleven fifty nine tonight. Like I'm making no mistake about it. But even if we get kid gone, what's to say that he's going to buy into the next coach, and we're not just in the same situation a year from now? So I'm not I'm not going to blame Luca and say it's all his fault or nothing like that. But as the leader of this team or the supposed leader of this team, your body language is yeah. going to be rubbing off on the entire team. If I see your head down, slowly chugging back on defense. It's going to permeate throughout the entire team. That's right. I need him to buy into the coach, whoever that may be. And I feel like that was a, a big thing for tonight. Well, and and the coaching stuff, I mean, I think I've avoided talking about it because, like, I talk with different people in the Mavs organization, not, like, higher-ups or anything like that, but I talk with, like, you know, like, Skin Wade is a is an occasional friend of me. We, we Just about Mavs stuff, real life is fine. But it's, like, he's just he's just kind of flat-out told me. He's, like, like he said it on social. He's, like, they're not going to fire the guy. And so it's, like, when stuff like that happens, I don't like beating a dead horse, so I've kind of avoided it. But like, tonight was just one of those things where I need him as as a kid, as, as, as a co-leader, because you, you're right about Luca. Like Luca just needs to be better in these situations. And he has games where he is and he has games where he isn't, you know, the Dallas morning news wrote for the second straight game that officiating got to them. And it's like, guys, the officials aren't changing. You've got to adapt who you are. 
And that comes back to kid too, where it's like, if you need to send a message that you think your team is being treated unfairly, send that message. I promise you the 13 other assistant coaches on the bench will do something about it. That like, they'll also coach They're They're all coaches. I just, I, and that's another thing I think the NBA should implement that I hope they do uh, in the upcoming season is players have to have press conferences after a terrible game and answer for what they did. Refs make mistakes all the time. They're human just like us. Why do refs not have a press conference to address some of these horrendous fucking calls? So they, so that's actually a very interesting question, Henry, in that there is a, the refs are available for a pool report to, to address some of these things. Tim Cato is often, and McMahon are the two that I remember most kind of talking about this. The only one that I really felt was absolutely awful tonight was the Derek Jones Jr. one. Everything else was kind of like these guys like slap fighting and like mm-hmm. very closely, but that was the one that I thought was stupid. Did you were any others like really outrageous to you that like flew off the you know flew off the screen and made you unhappy? Man, I didn't feel like anything was egregious. I wish they would have let Grant and Katie go at it again just to and that's just, just for yeah. Just for us. Like how yeah, fucking yeah. funny would that be? Yeah, yeah, just let just let them go at it, fam. Ain't nobody punching nothing. Ain't nobody doing nothing. Like, come on, man, let these people go at it. Like, this is playground, fam. Men love to see the competition. Let the testosterone go. Stop, just stop touching shit. That's what I want them to do in that scenario. Can I read you a, a really painful Devin Booker quote that he gave post game? Go for it. Devin Booker on the scuffle between KD, Nurk, and Grant. He is. He just wants to do the antics, man. We're out there trying to hoop, so you know. Give props to Nurk for holding that down. If I would have seen that, I would have done the same thing. That's how we get down. We're not with the nonsense. That hurts me on a like a spiritual level because I don't know if you were watching the Mavs at the time, but I'm sure you've seen the clip of 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 uh, Aiton and Book doing like post game push ups yeah. when they got up on the Mavericks, like. They are absolutely about the bullshit. Like the the, yeah. the, the Suns are a bullshit powered operation. It's fine. So they yeah. are. So, but to get to be on the downside of something where you can't answer book in a meaningful way really hurts me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, everybody talks tough when they up. Like we we know he's soft. Like I, we we've seen it, fam. There's certain guys that when you meet face to face, like all right, if if I swing on him, I actually come on man like we know you're not about that life man he's a, he's a keyboard warrior you know what i mean he'd be in voice chat saying the n-word and we know he ain't finna say that in real life so ain't nobody worried about book it's it's fine we it's on to the next one but That's that right. was bad I, I just i don't get it how does kid have such job security when adrian griffin was second in the east 30 and 13 still got displaced and kid has absolute job outside again like he said outside of that 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 western conference finals run we either seventh in uh in defense his tenure here has been hot dog water, and he has absolute job security, and it is maddening. I don't it's give tough. a I don't care about Lucas' happiness anymore. Men operate by men operate better when there's a hierarchy. If anyone here is in the military, there's a hierarchy, and you need to follow that chain of command. But you you're a long someone uh, to answer to. If I remember your long time, if I remember you from the first time you chatted, you let me know that you followed Kyrie around a long time. Correct. Tell me your opinion on this. I think Kyrie Irving is actually the linchpin and the Jason Kidd of it all because he did not respect Steve Nash very much Correct. for whatever reason. He has talked about how he respects Jason Kidd. Correct. I think there is a a sort of a, a live wire where if you were to remove Jason Kidd from it all, that removes a stabilizing factor from things Kyrie that Irving. I, yeah. That well, that, that I think Kyrie likes. I think Kyrie likes kids, so it's like that removes a stabilizing factor from what would help Kyrie succeed. And 100%. that 
frightens me a little bit. Is that is that an unfair comment? No, that's that's fine. Like again, like for Kyrie, he again when he's on the court, fucking amazing. There's not too many better than him. Um, but it's it it's bigger than ball for him. You know what I mean? Like if you come to him and just strictly talk ball, he's probably gonna ignore you. Like he wants to genuinely know how's your family. Like you just had a kid. How's the upbringing going? Like he cares about you as a person. Um, and and that's one of the reasons why he likes kid. But it, the relationship that he developed with, I'm not sure his relationship with Tyron Lue before he took over halfway through when they uh, that season when they fired David Blatt. Um, right. But he grew to love Tyron Lue and more importantly, Phil Handy, the uh, development coach. Um, but sure, loves Handy. Yeah, there's a lot written on that because he was absolutely. very. Yeah, there was there was a lot of photos and stories, just nice stories, but like everybody made note of the fact that him and Phil Handy spent time chatting pregame before the Lakers game. Absolutely, he does it all the time. He absolutely loves Phil Handy, but I think at this point, I'm bringing Luca and Kai, and I'm probably sitting them down. And I, I don't think they would obviously fire a kid unless they had a surefire candidate. My number one pick is Mike Budenholzer. They never had a; he shouldn't have been fired from the first place after he had that death in the family. Sure. Um, but I don't unless they have a sit down with him, and then. I don't know. Do you do you move kids? Does this kid ego even take an assistant role to keep him on the team to keep him happy? I doubt it. But unless you sit down and say, "Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. What do you think?" and bring them in on that decision, like I just don't, I don't, I don't really understand it. My hope and wish is again, we've seen Luca play off ball, whether it's Real Madrid or whether it's in Slovenia. We've seen Luca play off ball, and the European sets and the play calling is amazing. I can't remember a single time outside of maybe the Minnesota game where they had Powell at the top of the key, Lucas set the screen for Kai, and then vice versa, and he had a little dump off down to Kai, and he had it right at the rim. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, I can't remember a designed play from Kid where they had a designed outcome, a set outcome, and ran it. I don't really think they run a lot of play. Like, a lot of what they run is more more like motions and actions and not – because you got your shot clock, I very rarely feel like they have plays that are designed up. It's more of like a, I use this analogy all the time. It's a terrible analogy, but it makes me sort of think of like, remember the Titans when Herman Boone is talking about running the veer where he's like, I have six plays and we just run them over and over because they always work. And I sort of feel like that's what Dallas does. A hundred percent. I mean, I feel like a lot of it is a variation of the Dan Tony offense where it's just a pick and roll and you five yeah. out kind of spread it. And literally 90% of the teams in the NBA run it. But, and, and it is it's hard to be have a motion cutting slashing offense because if you pick and roll with Luca Lively and Josh Green cuts to the basket, you then deny space from the roller uh, with with Derek Lively. So, uh, I I w- I want this experiment to work out. If someone who lives in Texas, I'm in Houston, but I drive up to Dallas all the time. But if someone who wants this experiment to work out. If you're just going to continually play Luca ball, and he, right, right now I feel like he's in that James Harden era where he's going to put up insane numbers, but he's not going to win. Uh, I feel like if you're not going to incorporate Kyrie more into the offense and you want to continue this five out uh, pick and roll three and D type thing, then just get rid of Kyrie and then build this more so around Luca. Not because they can't work. I think the fit so far. Uh, it's just kind of iffy. So if that's the way they want to do it, do it. But I don't think kid is going to allow them to su- to succeed. I-, I think we need – I don't know who his coach is over in Slovenia, but I think we need to run that type of offense. Think San Antonio, Golden State back when they were good. Uh, you know, Miami. Like, we need a set design. Even Ty- Tyron Lue was – they were 0-6 when James Harden made the trade. 
They are 20 and like six now ever since that trade happened this season. Tyron Lue, with less time, has figured out how to put that Clippers team together than Jason Kidd right now, and that's just frustrating. Well, I appreciate you hanging out with me, man. Hope you come back next game. Absolutely, man. All right. Um, I have a question from somebody in the chat that was asking me why am I not answering their question. It's because I don't read the chat all the time. Um, if you post it in there, I will star it and and try to circle back, um, circle back to to this one after uh, I bring up my man Tyron. Tyron, how you doing? Hey, Kirk, how's it going, man? I, I got to address this. I'm pretty sure this is this is uh, John John Voita in the in the chat. I'm pretty sure he is an SB Nation colleague of mine. He runs uh, Bright Side of the Suns, and he just mentioned that the Mavericks should hire Igor Kokoskov, which is phenomenal trolling. Big fan. Um, Tyron, what's going on? Uh, I just kind of want to address the whole Tim McMahon uh, fan, sure. Luca debacle. I mean, come, y'all, let's stop. Like, we just got fucking embarrassed on national TV again. Uh, that's the least of our worries. And the fact that I understand, like, these guys are human, right? But yeah. um, the average human doesn't get paid exorbitant amounts of money to play basketball do you really think i give a fuck about what a fan has to say <laughs> to me while i'm on the court and my team is getting again embarrassed on national television like you know i, I love luca to death uh he's amazing he's going to be amazing but it's just it's little shit like that man like bro come on man like yeah who fucking care and then on top of that too who gives a fuck about a timid man <laughs> who cares man like i just want luca to focus on the game and when i say that i'm not putting all this shit because the mavericks the whole organization from top to bottom is one big dumpster fire it's not on him but i expect better from him because of who he is and that's all i have to say about that and I know, move, that's kind of where on. i am uh this game I'm not gonna lie. I haven't been uh, uh, interacting with the the chats and the the uh, the pods and stuff like because I'm over the maps. Like I'm fucking over it. Like it's 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 stupid at this point. Um, you know, Jason Kidd's attitude towards players. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that you know Rashawn Holmes is gonna you know do anything for us, but fuck man, like can we at least put him out? There? I mean, it's just weird. You know, his family tweeting out about, you know, him not getting any playing time and Jason Kidd, this, that, and the third. Like, bro, what the fuck? We're not winning. You know what I mean? Get the guy some heat. If we were winning, that's different. If we had decent big men, that'd be different. We have More one, than one. We have we have one decent big man as a 19-year-old. That yeah. can't stay on the floor. That's, that's nothing to do with him. He's still learning the game. The NBA, I should say. That's fine. But other, outside of him, we don't have any fucking big men. Like, let Rashawn Holmes get some run. You know, and I know people hate Jaden Hardy, but fuck, when Jaden Hardy gets in the game, he looks pretty, at least somewhat alive. Unlike most of the guys that are out there on the court, it's just little shit like that. Like, if we're not winning, you don't have the luxury of benching people and, and ostracizing people and just doing stupid, embarrassing shit like that. It's fucking embarrassing. Like, bro, would you say the point differential was? The comeback? What was it? 40 it was a, 40, it was a 44 point swing at one point. Come on. Like, yeah. That's bad. That's hard. Yeah. You don't you don't get to, you know, I guess for a lack of a better term, you don't get to be mean to the players that you have when you fucking blow 40 points, bro. Like it's 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 embarrassing. I almost went to the game tonight 
But honestly, like I said, I haven't been messing with the team. I'd much rather would have just stayed home tonight, which I did, and I'm glad I did. That's it's 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 hard to watch. You know, we don't have any any off. I mean, I heard you and uh, I can't remember the the gentleman's name that you did the previous show with tonight. Uh, Matthew, yeah, Matthew, yeah. I heard y'all talking about schemes. I don't see any schemes. It's literally hot potato until Luca gets the ball and everybody gets gets the fuck out the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Suns were running like this is the sort of stuff that that the first time they were running a lot of different mixed coverages at Luca, um, and that was really when things started to get stupid because they were throwing doubles at him. And he was making the right pass. Derek Jones Jr. had that one series in the first, I think it was first quarter, where he had three straight turnovers where yeah. he looked like an infomercial, just like stumbling, rumbling, bumbling. It's like, what? I, I understand that guys want, you know, the Mavericks to play differently. I, I kind of like having that discussion, but then you understand, folks, that the other options are then more Derek Jones Jr. dribbling, more Tim Hardaway non threes. Yeah. Is, is that what you want? Like I, I do tend to like I've I've sort of mentioned fairly frequently that I want a little more not like selfish play, but Kyrie gets the ball in a lot of situations when he's playing with Luca where I would like to see him let it fly more. I've I spent part of the day, I don't know why I do this, but I spent like part of the day talking with various fans. Somebody's like, Luca shoots the ball 95% of the time. He needs to pass to Kyrie more. Well, Luca shoots 24 times a game, Kyrie shoots 20. So if you want that to be like 22 and 23 yeah. each, fine. But that's not the difference in the games they're losing. That's no. not the, the, the it's they're the best two players. And if they're not playing on the court together because one of them is injured, because between the two of them, they're at 25 missed games. Yeah. <laughs> We're not even halfway to the season. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, something different that I want to see uh, is I want to see Derek Lively do more than just catch the ball at the top of the key. I want to see some weird shit from him. Couldn't Anything. agree more. Like, again, we're not winning, bro. Like, fuck this. Now's the time to try stuff like that. You know, I because apparently, apparently, could be wrong, but apparently when Derek Lively was in high school or whatever, he had a mean jumper. To me, that gives you another option on offense. If he's at the top of the key and he can just turn around and put, you know, put the ball up or whatever, then that's a whole nother option. But for whatever reason, this coach that we have that's getting paid all his fucking money can't even figure out and try that. And exploit that, like we mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. If he can, I, I mean, he, maybe he can put the ball on the deck. We don't know, but the only thing we want Derek Lively to do is to catch the ball at the top of the key, you know, with his back to the back. He does some dribble and, handoff stuff. Yeah, but that that's that's it. If if I'm if I'm the opposing team, I mean, that's not hard to defend. I know exactly what you're going to do because this guy he literally is stuck in quicksand at the top of the key. Like, I know he can do more than that. Like, let's see it. Because he's never, unfortunately, and this is what I hate about uh, when the Mavericks get young guys with talent like this, they pigeonhole them and they don't ever really develop them. I feel like Derek Lively has so much more to offer, but the easy thing to do is to stick him at the top of the key with his face, with his back to the basket and pass the ball off and catch alley-oops. Like, he, come on. He can do way more than this kid's fucking athletic as a hell. Well, I just want to see it because it's like all this stuff starts to be in like the game to game scouting reports. I talked about a little bit about it with Josh on Monday. If Maxie's not going to shoot the three ever, which he did shoot, I feel like, let me see here. Maxie shot, congrats to Maxie Cleaver, two shots in 22 minutes. Real good job, you dummy. Um, <laughs> if, if Maxie's going to get the ball at the top of the key on some of these kickouts and just do nothing with it, 
at least give me the thrill of a Derek Lively jumper where I don't know what the shit is going to happen. Yeah. Can can I say this and you like let me on the show next time I decide to get on here? Are you kidding? I got people in the chat that like we have some like I let everybody on the show. This is the internet. Unless you're being like overtly mean, I'm probably gonna let everybody talk. You probably you probably shouldn't let me on sometimes. I'm not gonna lie to you, but <laughs> no. Can we just get rid of Maxi Cleaver? Like just just stop. It's over. It's 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 over with Maxi Cleaver. I love the guy to death. The handsome devil that he is. It's over. <laughs> like, he's he's cooked. Poor guy, you know, we ran him in the dirt, but he's done, you know. Yeah, and that, that like I said, that gives more room for other people. I, I, at, at this point, I don't give a fuck what people think about, you know, some of these other guys. I just want to see other guys out there at this point because this whole run it back shit ain't working. I'm tired, I'm, I'm tired of it. I feel you, my man. Thank you so much for joining us once again and particularly waiting to chat. Ah, for sure, man. So, all right, we'll talk soon. Yep. Okay, uh, I'm going to bring up Matt next, who's waiting down below. But before I bring up Matt, um, do me a favor, like the stream, subscribe to the show, send me an email if that's something that at all interests you. I have this email, podmaverick at podcast.com. We talk about all sorts of stuff uh, here on the show. I am uh, We attempt to be as um, democratic as possible here because it's just basketball and it's supposed to be fun. We have a, good qu- we have a question um, from, let's see here. Uh, Dylan asked this question a long time ago, but I had to start it. I'm going to come back to it. He said, do we really think Luca is a better number one option for this team, giving the pieces and the direction Cuban wants to take the team? Kyrie has the IQ and the fire and doesn't burn out in the second half. I just, guys, Kyrie's missed 17 games. That's not an insult. That is a statement of fact. Please go look at all the, the games that Kyrie's missed over the years for one reason or another. He's a 31-year-old 175 pound six foot one point guard expecting him to hold and carry this team is not a fair expectation of him Kyrie is an outstanding basketball player who is coming into the age and the minutes and the games played where I don't think he wants to have to carry the team every night he's a great basketball player but in expecting more out of him I just think isn't necessarily fair that's just where I'm at. Um, all right, Matt, welcome to the show. What's going on? How you doing, Kurt? All right. What's going on? I just was, um, uh, first off, I want to say I'm a Luca fan, but I think he acted like a total, I can't say that word tonight, but I think he acted like a total jerk tonight. And Oh, you can call Luca bad names. That's fine. Okay. He was a dickhead oh, and all the mm. other things he is, but, um, but I, that I totally agree with. But one thing I get annoyed and I'm seeing a lot more is the, like, one big thing, you mentioned it a little bit ago, I think it gets lost. I don't think this team is very good other than Kyrie and Luka. And, I mean, oh, sure. I'm trying to be nice. Just Derek Jones Jr. is just – I mean, what was he on the Bulls last he year? Was, ever played he, was, he was a minimum signing. He was their 15th man signed. And, I, I mean, I love Derek Lively. I'm not – like, yeah. but, but he's just not it. Like, I'm not, not, not it. Like, he's just – I mean, there's no way we should be relying on him this much. He's a 19-year-old kid. Like, I – He's unbelievable, but like he's gonna get worn out eventually. It's just frustrating. Like, do you really want to play? Are we really gonna lose our minds on Holmes not playing and Hardy and Ohm? like I'm not trying. To I, get- I, Matt, I think that's that's us as fans wanting to get mad at new and different things. <laughs> no, I totally agree, and I and I think Kid is the biggest. I, I'm not a Kid fan. I'm not. But can I let me defend him for a second? And trust me, I think he needs to be fired. I mean, they went to the Western Conference Finals when that team, when I felt like it was a legit team, and they 
had pieces and they got put together. Last year, I mean, we all know it. When Brunson left, it was just a shit show. And mm. they threw Kyrie in there. And it was just, I mean, and this year, I mean, I, 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 I think he's a horrible coach. I'm not trying to, like, I just feel like the whole, that we're missing the picture. This team isn't very good. And it's like. They're better than last year, though. And that's where, like, I, I sort of, I, I've talked about this on previous shows where I think the expectations of fans coming into this year were kind of wildly out of pace. But I understand why. You got Luca, you got Kyrie, you should be able to do interesting things. But then Lively pops off. We look good early. We start off eight and two. And since then, have essentially played sub 500 basketball, to be quite. I mean, that's just the way the math works. Um, but Rome is not built in a day. And I've had a little bit of a hard time with like the expectations of, oh, well, we just need to be better, better, better right now. And I'm like, I look at the, the injuries, I look at the roster. Like they're, a, they're Lilliputian, they, they're a tiny team. And then there's Derek Lively and Luca. So what, my expectations are, it's like, all right, if they're hitting threes, yeah, I would like a little more schematic, like variety in their offense and defense, but I'm still not even sure that would matter. Well, that's what my point is. I get so annoyed. Like, I'm not trying to start. The one thing I get annoyed is that Luca has the ball and he shoots too much. Like, and I'm not trying to say this. I've watched him since Madrid. Like, my family's from Slovenia. My grandfather is. So that's how I, like, what else do you want? Do you want Josh Green shooting the ball freaking five more times? I'm not trying to, like, sure. it's just so But those are your options. That's what I you're mean, talking about, the distribution. Yeah. I mean, the Monday's game, I'm not trying to go back to a cell, but did you see the spacing on the court when Kyrie and Luca were trying to do anything? It was the worst I've ever seen. We're, like, we're this far into the year. This is a great this is a great point. We're this far into the year, and the scouting report, which I'd mentioned is this sort of like nebulous thing that exists, but teams understand what other teams have. They're going to let Derek Lively and Derek Jones Jr. shoot. So you like there is no operating room. So that's why you know, you, you try to play Tim, Tim gives them space, but then Tim is like spinning around like, like, a, like an, like he's in an ice skating rink. Cause he doesn't know he's how to the guard streakiest, anyone. Streakiest shooter that ever existed. He either goes literally. It's that stupid misses, scene in the office where the guys are all like finger gunning. Yeah. Like that's what the Mavericks are doing. Cause it's like you either die one way or die another and then hope you shoot 45% from three. That's how they win. And then, the, and there's no other. And I, and I, like, I'm again, I'm not trying to say this, but it's, you're we kind of got screwed because I feel like we had these chances to build something and we messed up and we missed those chances and now we're kind of at the bottom and trust me I'm the biggest Luca fan alive like I'm not being like it's just it's frustrating but I don't know what else they can do and it's just like I think kids I keep saying I think kids a horrible coach but man I wish we could have seen that Western Conference Finals team the next year and see how they could have like I'm not trying to say like it's just this team is horrible and I mean, I'm very curious to see what they do at the deadline because, I mean, I, I think Luke acted like a dickhead, but I felt today was the first time he actually looked like I'm getting tired of this crap. Like, and I'm curious to see what happens because. Well, I mean, if, if I mean, uh, there's some interesting reporting out kind of about what happened in Milwaukee. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Whatever that owner, whatever that GM says that they didn't ask for players input on this, they are lying liars who lie. Yep. Giannis or Dame, or both, simply raised their hands at one point and said, what are we doing here? There are stories going back to game two of the regular season that were like the Bucks are in disarray. Yeah. Luca, if he wants to, Kyrie, if he wants to, can raise their hands and say, well, we didn't know we, I mean, Kyrie certainly knows this. He knows you can do this. Luca yeah. might not know that you can do this. You can raise your hand and say, I, I, I want a new coach. Maybe the Mavs won't listen, but he could ask. 
And considering what, think, what the Mavericks have walked away from so far in Luca's career with kind of giving him whatever he wants, I don't see why they wouldn't now. Can I say a good point that you made earlier for the not the guy before, but the Kyrie fan, where sure. I think if I think if I I I love I actually love watching Kyrie and my opinion has changed on him since he came here, but I think you're right. I think if kids gone, I think kids like I don't think kids coach, but I think you have to have somebody to protect Kyrie. And I'm not. No, no. It's Kyrie. like he, he respects Kyrie. So it's like, what options do you have? Like that, it's, that's a, that's a, it's a fair question. And it's not, it doesn't come with any implications. It comes with a track record. So he, 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 that's why the kid gamble was, or I'm sorry, the Kyrie gamble was a good gamble for kid, but they're kind of in this Gordian knot where if one thing goes, the whole house of cards, mixed metaphors, sorry, the whole house of cards might collapse. And and I keep saying this to people. I mean, I, I'm on Twitter so much the last couple of days getting annoyed with people. Like I probably should, I turned, deleted the app tonight. I was so annoyed, but like, sure. I mean, if you take Kyrie and Luca off this team, I mean, do you really, I really think it could, battle with Detroit for the worst team like I just, oh, certainly nobody I can dribble feel, I mean I just feel like and and I kind of got a I used I listen to you every night I don't really get a chance to come in I'm, like I'm really like sorry <laughs> <laughs> I uh when you keep I used to get annoyed where we can't make a move we can't make a move we have to grow and I mean I get your point I'm just I'm just getting to the point where like like let's I I don't want to be a bearer of bad news but what happens if nothing changes in it and we just shit hits the fan and like things go to hell. Like I really think things could blow up quickly. I'm not trying to be like that, but I just, I just unfortunately can see it. And it's just, oh, it certainly can. It certainly can. But you know what? Here's the flip side. And since you're our last guest, I'm going to close on something moderately positive. You know what else? You, you, what's what, what, what could fix all this? Tell me, what do you think could fix all this? I think a trade didn't just, I have much stop. simpler win a fucking basketball game. <laughs> yeah, true. Wild. I really do. I think that helps. Yep. Sorry for cussing. I cuss a lot. My wife yells. No, me. that's good. Trust me. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else for us? No, it was good talking to you. Hopefully I can come on more. Thanks, Kurt. Hope so too. Appreciate it. All right, guys. If uh, nobody else wants to come up on stage, I'm going to look through. I saw some interesting questions. Got some folks that are pining for Aiton. If we're talking about Aiton, uh, we are down bad. Go read Aiton's quotes about how you can't take him, uh, how he's a how he's a max player, and you can't take that away from him. <laughs> oh, guys, guys, thank you, uh, Dylan. I tell your wife I'm sorry. Um, I appreciate every single person that stuck around for this long. Uh, you guys are fantastic. Um, even the people that that yell at me. Uh, this has been Kirk Henderson. I'm over here, Pod Maverick. This has been group therapy hope you feel a little bit better not too much worse uh we will be back friday i uh, don't know if we'll do a, a second live show friday we'll probably definitely do one on saturday just because it's a back-to-back guys things are about to get so freaking weird everybody have a great rest of your week and go mavs whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.